Hey, Chili's. I hope you're having a great week. We have another great episode for you today. We talked to my friend, Sarah Malin. We got really witchy and spooky, and I think it's going to keep getting you in the mood for this fall season that's coming up. I hope you enjoy. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm so excited for our guest today. Today we have Sarah Malin. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I am feeling great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you could be on the show. This is going to be so much fun. It is. I'm, I'm really excited too. I've loved listening to this podcast. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really pumped that I, I get to be a guest. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. It's always surprising when people tell me this. <laughs> like, I know that's why I make that I do these episodes. But every time I'm like, Oh, cool. You like it. That's so validating. <laughs> you know? um, so we always start the podcast the same way uh, by asking our guests where when it comes to the paranormal, where do you find yourself? Are you more of a true believer? Or are you more skeptical? So I would say that I definitely fall more into the true believer camp. A lot of the stuff that you've talked about on the podcast, the stuff that I have not had experiences with, or have like, I've never seen ghosts, the whole Bigfoot aliens, all of that stuff sure. is not really my jam, but I believe that the universe or whatever you want to call it connects with everyone in a way that is right for them if they are open to it. And so I think all of that is real and it's out there and it's just, it's part of life, even if I haven't seen it or experienced it myself. I really like that. I do like to think that, you know, there's positive energy and the universe will take care of us. Is this something that you came upon, you know, recently, or is this like a belief you've had your whole life? I think it's kind of evolved over the years. So I grew up Methodist. Um, my grandfather is a retired Methodist minister. And I would say probably around high school age um, is when I really started questioning things a lot. Sense, yeah. um, and I would say throughout college, like I just got really angry. <laughs> I got really angry at Christianity. Yeah. And and I, for many years, I was an absolute, like, staunch atheist. Okay. <laughs> and, and then um, I started getting really into the self-help world. And I was, I found myself being really comfortable with the terminology that was being used a lot, like, you know, spirit or energy or the universe, as opposed to God or a particular doctrine. And so I would say probably over the last few years, I've, um, I've really gotten comfortable with the idea that there is something, there is something that, that we can connect to that drives us, that is looking out for us, that however indirectly is responsible for all of this beauty around sure, us in the yeah. world. And, and I started finding that like a really deep spiritual connection there. And, and I found that I was, ha I was much more moved and much more in touch with God or the universe or whatever 
just walking outside and being in nature and looking at a beautiful, perfect flower more than sitting in church, listening to a sermon. I get that. Yeah, that's how I got there. (laughs) I love this. I feel like we've had a lot of guests on here and I'm also in the same camp, the like Christian slash Catholic to witch pipeline, because I do think there's parts of it where for me, I feel like our energy is part of that big thing, whatever it is. So it makes sense that we're affected by by certain things, especially, you know, the seasons and whatever else. So oh my God, yeah. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but the more I learn about it and the more I become in tune with it, the more I just really feel it mm-hmm. a lot. And I don't know if it's kind of like self-perpetuating but I feel like once you become open to these things the universe is like and let me show you this <laughs> it's so funny I was actually just doing I did it I pulled a tarot like two days ago and I've kind of been going through it you kind of know like with my job and stuff and it was so so accurate for me it, it, it made so much sense it was so peaceful I was so hype I was like Dan to my boyfriend I was like Dan let me do yours and he's kind of grumbly. He's like, okay, whatever. Like, he's not fully. And it made, his made no sense. And I was like, it worked for me. And he's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, you're just not in it. That's what it is. Like, oh my God. I have a hilarious leave. story for you about tarot. Yeah. So I went to this metaphysical store near me and I bought my first tarot deck. And I go up to the counter and I asked the girl that's working, I said, is there anyone here that like teaches tarot that teaches you how to read this? Because I'm one of those people that I don't like to be left to my own devices because I always feel like there's something I'm doing wrong and I want to learn it the right way. And she said, and for those of you listening, I put right way in quotes (laughs) because of course (laughs) things like this, there is not necessarily a right way and it's very subjective and open to interpretation. And so she linked me to a, a, you know, she recommended a website and then she said, I know this is going to sound a little woo woo. And I was like, girlfriend, if I was worried about woo woo, I would not be in the store. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She said, keep your deck on you for like a week because it needs to absorb your energy. So she was like, you can sleep with it under your pillow. You can carry it around like in your pocket, things like that. So I sleep with it under my pillow. And I think like the third night that I have this deck under my pillow, I wake up and the deck had opened and I wake up in this like sea of tarot cards. They were like stuck to my face. (laughs) They were were in my pants. (laughs) And I was like, I think I'm acquainted with this tarot deck now. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. got comfy. And I will say this, like, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to read. I'm learning the meanings of the cards, all of that. But every card that I have pulled has been bought on for me, except one night where I was like very emotionally distressed. And I'm like trying to turn to my deck for answers. Mm-hmm. And every single card I pulled was reversed, like one after another. And I think that was my deck's way of saying, bitch, this is not the time. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone was reversed. That's, in- that's every intense. Every single one. I think, I think my deck was saying, like, stop spiritual bypassing and just handle your shit like a big girl. <laughs> you already have the answers. Yeah. yeah you don't need anything much. from me. Like, yeah. we're just not going to cooperate with you tonight. <laughs> 
That's so amazing. Yeah, tarot is really interesting. I really enjoy it. I do think it's good just for like a motivational, you know, something to consider. Sort of like how church would give you a homily every week and be like, this is what you should think about this week. Mm-hmm. It is, the parallels are insane, are very They weird are, and I feel like dipping my toes into witchcraft, there is similar inspiration but what I like is this kind of lets you find it on your own. It's not someone sitting there delivering it to you from a pulpit, right? Yeah. It's, there's so many ways to connect with the universe and you can find whether it's tarot or scrying or um, whatever, you know, right. is you can really create your own practice. And I, I find it, I don't know about you, but I find it very empowering. Yeah, I really like it. I do feel very connected, like grounded almost. Because I mm-hmm. feel like for me, I, I've i been described as neurotic. I've never been diagnosed, but I just have that vibe. And um, I can, it, in times where I'm really overwhelmed or highly emotional, I kind of feel like Katy Perry's plastic bag floating in the wind. Like I can't, like... I can't get my thoughts to stop. I can't get a clear thought of what I should be doing. I can't make any decisions. Mm-hmm. So like tarot and all of this stuff, whether or not there's real magic, something about it does ground me back to like the physical plane and mm-hmm. which is ironic because, you know, we're trying to get yeah. to other realms, but it it brings me back into rem- like almost remembering like we're animals and we're all connected, even though we have, you know, human brains, we're still part of everything. Anyway, I don't know. This got way heady. (laughs) I think if it's, you know, you mentioned the term real magic. And I think that if it's something that affects change, if it's something that you're actually like, if it's something that you are intentionally doing that is manifesting some sort of change, whether it's calming you down or, bringing more money into your life or whatever it is it's real magic you know it's intention and it's bringing about change i think it's hard like i have a lot of friends that are are like this like the lady where it's like this is woo woo or you don't actually believe or whatever and i'm like i don't know how to explain like i don't think i can hex someone but i do like think that like there is energy inside me and doing this stuff Mm-hmm. affects it i don't know how to explain it you know yeah and i don't know about you i but i i have i feel like i have a really strong connection and there have been some really interesting things that i've been able to do for myself with this very very basic surface level knowledge that i have right now and part of me thinks if i can learn how to build this and harness this what would I be capable of? Right. Who knows? That's what's exciting about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a fun tangent. Do you want to <laughs> get into your stories? <laughs> sure. Sure. So this past year, my husband and I bought a house. We had lived in Philly. And during the pandemic, like many people in big cities, we had talked about, kind of toyed with the idea of moving out of the city and moving somewhere else. And my husband is one of those people who is always looking at house listings on Zillow and things like that, just kind of seeing what's out there. But 
at the time, this was like July of last year. So, you know, about 13 months ago, it was like something that we were not seriously considering. And it was a Saturday night. And my husband showed me two listings in Delaware. And the reason we looked at Delaware is my parents lived down here. I had told him that like, if we move out of the city, that's where I would want to go. And our son got accepted to a special school down here. My husband, it's a Saturday night at like nine o'clock at night. He shows me these two listings for houses in Delaware that just came up. And they looked good. Okay. And I was like, well, I, you know, I go down to Delaware every Sunday because I teach a class down here, see my family, that sort of thing. And so I said, well, I'm going down to Delaware tomorrow. Why don't we see if I can take a look? Now, putting this in context of the crazy housing market, right? I was going to say in this yeah. economy. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, like has it, to be magic. <laughs> girl (laughs) let me tell you so so we see these houses it's nine o'clock at night I send an inquiry through Zillow just put it out there like hey I would love to see these tomorrow I'm going to be in Delaware a guy calls me at like 10 p.m and is like hey I got your inquiry I'm going to have a realtor reach out to you tomorrow morning 9 a.m I get a call from the realtor And I said, I'm interested in looking at these two houses. And she says, do you have a pre-approval letter? And I'm like, no, because we were not seriously looking. Like this is totally on a whim, right? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry we don't. And I said, I'm not normally the kind of person to ask for an exception, but is there any way that we could, that I could see this? And so she let me and we went to the two houses, the first house, you know, I like meditated on it. I talked to the universe. I was like, please give me a sign. And I asked for a very specific sign that like, if I saw the sign, I would know it's the right place. And so the first house I saw was the one I'm in now. And I walk in the door and I just have this feeling. I have a really strong intuition And this house had been on the market for three days. I looked at it on a Sunday and I just had this, like, I had this feeling. So I'm I'm looking through the house and I'm like actively like looking for the sign because I have this feeling about this house. And of course I don't see the sign. So we go to the next house and I don't like it. It doesn't work for us. So I go home that night and I'm laying in bed meditating And this voice pops into my head and it says, Sarah, why are you asking me for a sign when you know perfectly well that I speak to you through your intuition? And I'm like, holy shit. I hear you. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. That was my sign. 24 hours later, our auto mechanic calls my husband and says, hey, are you thinking about selling your house? Because I might be interested. just totally totally out of the blue right I said to my husband I was like I think you need to see this house I I think this is our house I have a feeling about it and my husband knows to trust my intuition that's good yeah well because it has come through (laughs) right in some really interesting times where I've ended up being 
my intuition has ended up being right in the long run. So he knows to trust my intuition. So by Wednesday that week, we had a pre-approval letter. Friday, bring my husband and my son down and look through the house. And that day or the next day, we put in an offer. Now, this house needs a lot of work. It was built in the early 1900s. And my husband and I are used to fixing up homes that are, are seen. We like old houses and we fix them up. And so my husband actually put in the offer below asking, which in this housing market was unheard of, it's right? Insane. Because people, yeah. people have been bidding sometimes $100,000 over asking, waiving inspections, buying houses right. have been seen and so here we are seeing the house without a pre-approval letter <laughs> and then bidding under asking and our realtor thought we were out of our minds the seller put us on hold because they were going to be featuring the house in the new york times real estate section that sunday oh, okay. so a week after i looked at it they're featuring this house and they wanted to see how much interest there was before they accepted our offer this thing comes out in the New York Times real estate section, freaking crickets. Really? Nothing, right? So we were the only offer. Long story short, we got this house below, uh, below asking. We had two inspections. We had the seller fix a bunch of stuff. And yeah, just stuff that was like completely unheard of in this housing market. And you know, it was funny because during this process, my husband was like, are you sure? Are you sure this is our house? And I said to him, I was like, we were the only interested party. We're getting this house below asking with inspections, with things fixed in this housing market. This New York Times thing got no hits. Like, yeah, this is yes. our house. <laughs> like, this is our house. And when we moved in, we learned that that is definitely the case. So when we've fixed up houses before, we're very interested in maintaining like the historical integrity of the home and the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. And the lady who lived here before us literally like painted everything, this horrible, depressing gray and except for two rooms, which are bright orange. <laughs> Good. And, and just like, literally did not take care of the house for five years and so I really feel like we were brought to this house to help bring it back to life that's so nice so the house wanted you it sounds like the house wanted us and then another story about it that's kind of funny so I have a client of mine who is also into some of the witchy stuff and it was I think last month around the full moon and I had read some astrology stuff that basically said for the next three days buckle in because it's gonna be one hell of a ride oh boy <laughs> and we were talking about it and she was like well you know what I do is she was like I take like moon water or whatever and I like brush it over top of the windows and the doors to keep to protect it and keep negative energy out and things like that and I was like, I kind of joked. I was like, that sounds like the 10th plague in Egypt when right. like the Hebrews <laughs> like put the blood over the door so that the angel of death would pass over. The next day I'm out on my front porch, like planting hanging baskets or something. And I look up 
And there's all of this red stuff over my front door. Wow. And I'm like, what? And I'm, and I'm like, what is this? Because I was like, is it rust? But then I was like, it's not coming from anywhere. Like usually when you see rust on a house, it's like coming from shutters or windowsills or things like that. It was just there and it wasn't brown. It was red. So I was like, was it like blood? Like what was the consistency? You know, it looked like it was dried on there. So it looked like it. I, I don't know because I like I was like it's not blood because if it was blood it would be brown at this point dry right. right like because when blood dries it's not red it's brown so I don't know what it was but I thought I, it was pretty crazy that like I happened to be talking about this with a client of mine and then all of a sudden you know cracking it's jokes happening. about the, the 10th plague and then I'm like there's the red stuff over my door <laughs> and has that ever happened again or was it just once and then... it was just that one time but yeah, it was, I just like, I was a little, not, I don't want to say shaken, but definitely like curious about it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like whatever it is, is like telling you, it's letting you know that it's listening. Yeah. Oh, you I know didn't what even I think mean? about it that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I make a lot of assumptions on this podcast, but I'm like, what are you trying to tell me with, yeah. with the, the blood? Maybe it's trying to tell you that you're protected. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I I certainly didn't get any sort of like ominous or foreboding sense from it. I actually thought it was kind of funny. (laughs) And I was like, maybe the universe is being like, you want to joke about the Hebrews and the angel of death? Like, let me, (laughs) let me, let me send you a little something. Let me put you in it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. We host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah. Each week we do a, a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Did you do the moon water? Did you? Is, did you oh, I did. Them? Oh, my God. Can I tell you? Uh, I'll tell you another funny story. Now you're getting me on a tangent. So, again, I'm new to this whole thing, right? I'm, I'm a newbie. So, I had gone to a full moon-based meditation the month before that was, like, really unsettling for me. It was supposed to be all about letting go. It just brought up the stuff that I needed oh, to let go, no. but I had a lot of trouble releasing it. And so I was apprehensive about the next full moon and what would happen emotionally. So I got my moon water and I'm like sprinkling it anywhere where like energy can get in. I'm like throwing it at the windows. I'm throwing it sure. at the doors. I'm like, I, you know, and then I decide to do a ritual bath which I really, really like to do. They're always very calming and centering for me. And then after that, I got it in my head to make a spell jar because apparently I wanted to do all the things. <laughs> sure. So I have like, you know, little tiny altar and I light my like God candle, my goddess candle, masculine, feminine energy, whatever. And I'm doing my little spell jar and I have this thing to like, this tea light with a stand and you put the spoon on it to melt the wax to seal the jar 
Right. And the tea light goes out. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. So I hold my spoon over the God candle to finish melting the wax. And I accidentally put it out. Oh, no. And I'm like, oops, sorry. So I light it again. And now I'm in a closed room, no ventilation. There's no air moving. I light this candle again. I'm like apologizing to it. And this flame is freaking angry. <laughs> like oh, I, no. I lit this candle and this flame is like. <sighs> oh, like, no. It's, just, it's like doing this crazy, like moving around like crazy. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean anything. So I finish the jar and I'm like sealing it and putting the stamper thing on it. And by the time I look up, both candles are completely extinguished and they haven't like burned down to the bottom. They're just like, they were like, peace out. We're done with you. (gasps) Oh no. Yeah. So I like pissed off the gods. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I was like, so apologetic. I was like, I'm new to this. Please give me like a little slack. And and then I was like, what do I do with the spell jar? Because I had heard that if you it was like supposed to be for all of like this positive intention and things like that and i heard that if you open it it breaks the spell but then i was like well is the spell kind of invalid because i pissed off the gods right you know or worse if i keep the spell because i pissed them off are they gonna like make me suffer (laughs) reverse it yeah reverse it or whatever right and so i'm like I don't know what to do. And so I just leave it sitting on my desk and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let it sit here and I'm going to see if like, I get a feeling about it. Most things like that are done through my intuition. And so I was like, let me just step away for a little bit and come back to it later. So I go and do other things and I come back later. I pick up the jar and my hand instantly gets hot. What? Yeah. Yeah, like my hand just like instantly gets hot and like this like tingling like shoots up my arm and I'm like, I put it down. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Not good. Um, And so I didn't uncork it, but the feeling I got was that I just need to get rid of it. Like I just need to dispose of it. Yeah. Um, And, and another lesson I got from that was like, you know, one thing is enough, right? Like one ritual is enough. Like, you know, I don't have to like magic the shit out of this. Yeah, yeah. In order to protect myself, like burn my little offering bowl, put my moon thing up, maybe take a little bath if it feels good and then trust that it's going to be okay. That you're doing enough, yeah. That I'm doing enough, you know? (laughs) And um, yeah, so, but that was, that was, uh, yeah, that was a that was a challenging day. Yeah, I have no idea how to like. Up- I guess you would just leave an offering for the energies at that point. Like you I know, don't even know how to apologize. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the things where I get hung up. Right, is the ADHD in me when I when I get interested in something new, I want to do all the things. Yeah, right. I, I want to learn everything about it, and I want to master it immediately, and I want to do all the things. And that's just not realistic. And and I think that this was like a really good lesson to back off a little bit, take your time. And 
also having to sit with the discomfort of not knowing what is the right solution for this. Again, right in quotes, is there a right solution for this? Or is this really because it's my practice and my spiritual relationship? Is it going to have whatever meaning meaning I assign, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to there is a meaning that it means. Right. I don't know. So, so and it's been a little unsettling to have to sit with that because I'm like, I'm someone who likes to do things the right way, if there is the right way. And I'm finding out in this that there's not necessarily a right way unless you're committed to a particular path, right? Right. And yeah, so it's just, it's been, it's been an interesting struggle to have to let go of that let go of the perfection and let go of having to know all the things right away. Absolutely. I have a bunch of questions, actually. Okay. Going back to your first story, (laughs) I feel like we breezed past a couple of your stories. You heard a voice telling you to trust your intuition. Have you ever heard it, that voice before or after, or was it just like a one-time thing? I've heard it after very, very seldom. So I definitely heard it that was the first time that I had heard it, or at least was aware that I heard it. Sure. And I think it's, you know, because I was in a meditative state and I was also really open, right? I knew, I knew I needed to have a feeling about this. I knew that I had a feeling about it. So I was already kind of intuitively connected. And so I think that voice just gave me the reassurance I needed to let go of needing something concrete, like a sign. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't, again, I have so many thoughts running through my head. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody, I'm like could so be, curious. no, I mean like during the day, like I feel like if my intuition or if someone was trying to talk to me, like it would just, I wouldn't be able to hear it. Like they're going to have to try something else, you know, cause it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And I find it's hard to get the the squirrels in the brain quiet enough to listen yeah you know I really thrive on doing Mm -hmm. on you know on doing things on creating things and I'm becoming more and more aware that to take this practice to a deeper level I need to shut up sure I need I need to be still and I need to listen I also I have a lot of like I'm very curious about the house that you moved into like part of me is wondering if it's haunted because the way the seller sold it to you so fast that is classic scary movie code for it's haunted or someone died and i'm sorry to be the person to tell you this but do you know what i mean like yeah and and i've considered that and so i think you know we've been talking to neighbors across the street the lady that lived here before us was like an interesting character a lot okay yeah like apparently she was really mean (laughs) okay yeah and and we've been so we've been hearing this from the neighbors and stuff like that my understanding is it was a financial issue for her okay and she just really bit off more than she could chew with this house and that's why she didn't do anything to maintain it or things like that i have not gotten the sense that it's haunted as far as old houses go it's a relatively newer old house so it's early 1900s Okay. I do know that a man who was an architect had it built for his brother and his brother's family. 
And that this family, I think, lived in this house for like 45 years or something like that. And then there was a family that bought it after and they really did some updating and they took care of it and really made it beautiful. And then after that family was the previous owner who kind of just let it not do anything for five years. And then it's us now. So I'm not sure if anyone died here, but the, the sense I get is not so much that the house is haunted, but that the house has an energy and that it kind of like, it knows what it wants to be, you know, I'm getting that vibe. Like I, even just like the fact that there were no hits in the newspaper, like not a single one. Like I wrote this note. It's like you're using witchcraft to thwart capitalism, which is very fun. I'm like all about that. I'm like, yeah, the housing market's not going to stop me and my intuition, you know, like I just, I really like I love that. It. Yeah. I, I love the idea. I don't know. I, I think I've mentioned that I grew up in a haunted house and a big mm-hmm. thing is like love and family and coziness. And I, you know, the ghosts that are there, I think they're proud of, their house and they're proud of the way my mom maintained it and I don't know if it's a ghost for you or an entity or some sort of energy like it could even be like I know you know Delaware there could be like land spirits things like that Mm -hmm. something is is happy and wanted you there and wanted you to fix it up it sounds like I'd be interested if you like tore down or changed the layout layout of the house which it sounds like you're not interested in if the energy would change no. or what it would be like, you know? I think what would happen, and obviously I have no way of knowing, but my guess is is that if we tried to do that, there, like, we would tear down a wall or something and find so many other problems. Right, you're, <laughs> that's the scariest of all. Right, and it would be like, <laughs> oh, you're going to mess with me? Now I'm going to make you work. Right, yeah. Oh, there goes a pipe. This is your fault. Yeah. Yeah. That is, Yeah. That's that's hilarious. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to be somewhere and feel like you belong. Yeah. You and know? I definitely feel like we were meant to be in this place. Like there is a reason that we're here. And I think it's to bring this house back. That's so sweet. And you do like you do do like a lot of work on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this over the summer, it's been actually I would say the almost year that we've been here. A lot of it has been like some basic maintenance that was neglected. Like during the winter, our boiler system almost caused the house fire because the previous owner had never had it cleaned. And so the whole like chimney for the boiler backed up. Oh man. And so we had to have like, we had no heat for three days while we had to get that fixed. Thank goodness my parents lived 10 minutes away and my son could be there. But just like stuff like that, you know, we had, there was a little leak in the roof that came up. And some things like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's right now been kind of basic maintenance and catching up some of the things that have been overlooked and then also doing some stuff with the landscaping while it's warm and nice. And then I have a feeling probably during the fall and winter is when we'll dig into much more of the um, interior stuff. Cool. That's exciting. It is. <laughs> So you mentioned you do like ritual baths. Baths freak me out. I'm not a big fan of them. Like you have to shower before and after. I don't know. It. Dan really likes them. Calling Dan out, throwing him under the bus. I 
I don't, I can't get over it. Like, I feel like I'm in soup. I don't know. So, like, what is that process for you? Like, do you just throw, like, like herbs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's such a broad question. I'm no, sorry. I love it. But, I love it. Like, I, a lot of people, I guess I'm asking you, and maybe this is just my personality. How do you actually relax in Because <laughs> I cannot. I'm stressed. I'm, my knees are not under the water. I don't know. The whole thing stresses me. I think for me, the sense of being kind of encased in the water is very soothing. So what I do is I have Epsom salts and I listened to this podcast episode about Epsom salts and how people would actually go there to like drink the salty water or whatever. And it cleansed, like literally like colon cleansed people. Wow. Yeah. And so I use the, I put Epsom salts in the water as for like, to think of it as a cleansing part of the ritual. Um, And then I, my go-tos and I, I'm very, very new on like associations of herbs and their properties and all of that. So I just do what feels good. So I put in some sage, of course, rosemary, I have some rose petals that I put in and I put in lavender. That's awesome. Good combo. Yeah. And so, cause I want this kind of like relaxed vibe to it, but also energetic. And yeah, so those are the things I put in. And then I also just sprinkle a little peppermint oil in there as Ooh, kind of like a okay. rejuvenating cleansing sort of idea. And then I just sit in the bath. Lately, I've been also bringing like a little Palo Santo incense cone and sitting that like on a shelf and just doing that. And so basically, like I just create the bath with and with like with this particular intention. And then I get in and I just meditate. Meditate. Okay. Oh, man, be careful. I could see myself. Again, bath, I I don't, I'm realizing on this podcast, I have big beef with baths, um, but like, because I feel like you could fall asleep too, but maybe not. When I meditate, I fall asleep a lot. That could just be me. I'm not comfortable enough to fall asleep because okay. the bath is hard. The water will get cold. So yeah. I've never been worried about that. Also, I don't have the attention span to like meditate long oh. enough that I will fall asleep. <laughs> to meditate like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, have you ever felt... That's such a good question. And I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. And I'm I'm not going to give a definitive on that because it's certainly possible that I could have felt that way as a child. And I just don't remember. But this is the first time as an adult where I truly feel like this is the space was meant for me. Do you think this is like um, your forever home? Yeah, I think so. I wonder, did your family know the family in this house? Delaware is very large, so (laughs) I know (laughs) that could be a dumb question. Everyone knows everyone (laughs) here. It's insane. But no, I don't think my parents knew knew the family that was here. Okay. Because I'm like trying to see what the connection could be, but it could just be that it likes you. It found you. It could be, and I mean, it could be a past life thing. I don't know. 
maybe I was like the original family's dog in a past life or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not even one of the members of the family, just the dog hanging just the dog. out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's that why I'm like, so dream. happy to be here. I'm like, hey! Does it feel familiar? Like when you went that first time where you're like, this feels familiar to me? I don't know if necessarily familiar, but it felt right. Okay. Like it felt settled. Like I have arrived. Right. Okay. That's cool. That's awesome. These stories were great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. You have like such great energy. I found this very fun and um, educational. I, I may consider a bath. I don't know. I, I we'll see. I don't know what my problem is. This is such a weird episode. I'm sorry. I keep telling you about it, Sarah. You don't have to apologize. I love TMI, it. You know, but... you know, I love TMI. You know, I love TMI. Maybe, yeah, maybe magic will convince me. I mean, I shower, listeners. I'm not filthy, but I don't like baths. You have a story for me, right? I do, but we don't have enough. We definitely don't have enough time for this story. Ah. But I do want to. I want to tell you what the theme was because I think you'll think it's funny. So you and you weren't really going to talk about this a lot, but we met because you kind of helped me through you know, making goals and exercising, eating better, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, exercising. And then I was like, what about exorcisms? And I was going to do an exorcism story for you because it's exercising. So I was like, that's a fun pun. Sarah will like that. But it's like two pages long. So what I'll do is I'll definitely tell it another time. So you'll, you'll, you, Sarah and listeners, you'll all get to hear it eventually. Let me see. I want to, who was, who was it? It was the exorcism of Roland Doe, who it was actually the, the exorcism that inspired, um, the exorcist. It's a really crazy story. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of long, so we'll we'll get to it. Oh, bummer! I'm sorry to I'm sorry I gabbed so much <laughs> that I no. missed the story because that sounds like sounds like fun. No, this happens all the time. So I always like prepare a story, but I'd much prefer to like we can do that story whenever. I'd much prefer to get like the guest stories, and to me, it's really exciting to get to like put all this stuff down in a record. You know, mm-hmm. so people can hear about our magical journeys. Someone might be super interested. Maybe the next person or family that lives in your house in a hundred years. Yeah, they can find this and yeah. Or maybe maybe there is some other newbie newbie magical practitioner out there who decides they want to try baths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they maybe they like baths and they they'll try it. Good for them. Good for you. Um, but yeah. So whenever we end the show, we always like to do plugs. Where can people find you um, and get involved with all the stuff? You're sure. Doing? So I have a lot going on. For those people, well, I mean, I'm going to say everyone listening probably does not know me. So I am I am a coach, and I focus specifically on self care and stress management and health things like that. And so the name of my practice is Inside Out Transformations. You can find me if you just Google that or Google my name. Mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. Um, My website is IO for Inside Out, empower.com. And I have a lot of ways that you can get involved if you struggle with self-care or stress. And let me see. I'm trying to like think of, all right. So I have a Facebook group called the inside out transformations community. It's free. It's public. That's a great place to start. What else? 
Yeah, I would say my website is the best place to find me. I'm on Instagram at inside.out.transformations. Just to mix things up, I'm also on TikTok. And you're on TikTok. I wasn't going to let you. All one word, though. Your TikToks are really fun. (laughs) Yeah, so Inside Out Transformations, all one word on TikTok. And then, of course, I have a Facebook page and all that jazz. But the best way to reach me is just through my website or whatever platform is best for you. And I'm always happy to chat with anyone who needs support. Oh, and, and something I forgot about is the Healthy Habit Society. Oh, yeah. I'm part of that. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) which is a group that just started this month and it meets every other Tuesday at 8 p.m. And it's where we talk about what habits we're working on, what habits we're trying to build, what we're struggling with, what our victories are, and kind of supporting each other and brainstorming how we can feel and function our best. That's awesome. And a big thing to note that I don't think you mentioned is that, so I do one-on-one coaching with Sarah and it is virtual. So even if you're listening to this from Oklahoma or we do have some Canadian listeners, which is really fun. It's like my badge of pride that we're into thank you five canadian <laughs> listeners you don't have to be here in philly or delaware to participate so that's i think to me the the biggest perk so definitely check it out it's really fun it's not like you're normal because i i don't really enjoy normal like self-help stuff i don't know it even when they're trying their best, it makes me feel guilty. And none of your programs do that. Oh, so I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want yeah. people feeling guilty. I I work a lot with people who struggle with relationships with food and kind of relationships with themselves and their health. And the last thing I want is for people to feel guilty. So I'm very grateful to know that you are not yeah. feeling guilty. yeah well I'm grateful for you for being my coach and also for being on the episode this was so much fun and I am grateful to you for being (laughs) an amazing client because I always love when we get to do sessions together and I'm very grateful to you for inviting me on your podcast because I had a blast today Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski the show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.